Welcome back to Metal Beer and Bullshit. Grab a beer, grab a seat, and enjoy some metal, beer, and steaming piles of bullshit. Hey, metalhead, beer drinkers, and bullshitters, this is Sean. I'm Juan. BN. And here we are today with a special guest. His name is Daryl Creel. He's from the band Unu T45 from Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, welcome, Daryl. Hey, what's happening, brothers, peoples, everybody listening? <laughs> uh, so it's, it's been a while since we did a regular show. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've been in the studio here. Yeah, uh, so last week, uh, Juan and I had to... The absolute pleasure of going down and talking to Rich Hoke from Brutal Truth. Uh, Rich had us in the house. And, and total fucking destruction. And total fucking destruction, yes. He was in something else, too. I can't remember what Exit was. 13. Was he? Yeah, he was in Exit 13. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, he was, he was in a lot of shit. But it was an amazing time, and, and Rich was just gracious, gracious enough to let us come into the house, and we sat and had a bunch of beers with him, and he just talked, 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 talked. So you'll see that. You'll hear that one coming up soon. Um. What else is now? Um, oh, where do you want to go? <laughs> There's so much shit going on these days in the in the music world. Well, I mean, one of the latest ones that I thought was silly was Slayer's NASCAR sponsorship got pulled. <laughs> <laughs> you you can have Viagra on a car, but you can't have Slayer on a car. What the fuck's wrong with this world? Oh, yeah, because old Christians need Viagra. They don't need Slayer. That's yeah, true. Yeah. But I don't know. NASCAR these days is basically, you know, WWE. It's, you know, they... If you if you tell me with a straight face that it's not you know predetermined on who's going to win, you're, you're you're lying to me. You're, you got to be lying to me. I don't know. I have no interest in NASCAR, so it's just not one That's of those me. things I follow. Yeah, yeah I gave That's up years me. ago. I, I could care less about about NASCAR. I just never kept up with it. And I think it's great that you know if they would have gotten that, and as soon as the car crashes, they could play piece by piece <laughs> as it like falls into pieces. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I mean, he was on J.J. Yaley, and J.J. Well, I shouldn't say he. Slayer was on the J.J. Yaley car, and I couldn't tell you the last time J.J. Yaley was in the top ten. And, I mean, I haven't watched NASCAR in probably like three years, but. Sounds more like three days. Nah, nah. So. This he morning. just sucked. I, I still read the, 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 the results and shit NASCAR like that. NASCAR news. No, I don't even get that far. I just, goes, I just want to see who, like, finished where. That's about it. Man, so-and-so finished on the chest. Yes. Hey, 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 hey. Fist off the microphone. Fist I just, off. I just thought it was a bit silly that. Yeah, it was you know, in the first place. So Slayer the, being on a NASCAR, you know, like I said, NASCAR is such a dying breed right now. Why would you go with that as your your promotional tool for, you know, your final tour, your final leg of the tour? I know where you're going with that. I even saw your face. No, no, I'm, I'm staying out of your redneck ways. <laughs> but no, it, it, I just thought that was a really. Do I say poor idea? But, hey, it's Slayer. They can do whatever the fuck they want. I don't know. Yeah, but it's a great idea when you think about it. They're the only... They would be the only band that's on there. For that week. Yeah, but they're still the first one. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if anything would happen past that point, you would always remember Slayer. Oh, they they, they wouldn't be the first band that was on a, um, a NASCAR. Oh, is there another crazy oh. band on there? Don't say no goddamn country shit. No, 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 no. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll go to the next one. No, I want to know. I have one, two, 
Kiss. I was going to say I'm surprised Gene oh has not done this. I have, I have, I have three of the die-cast yeah, models. Kiss was definitely yeah. on NASCAR. Yeah, they were on the Kevin Harvick car and the Sterling Marlin car. Yeah, so wait, so they allowed that crappy band to be on, and then they were like Slayer. Bon Jovi's been on there. I oh, Jesus. Think, uh, I feel a trend. It's like they allow gay bands on. No, no, there, there was a couple <laughs> rock bands. I think... Um, I want to say Buck Cherry was on one of them. I want to say that, but I'm not sure. Uh, my statement was just solidified, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Crazy bitch. <laughs> well, this yeah. is this is off fake, the microphone. This is fake media, so you can say whatever you want. Uh, so moving along from that silliness, the next was Tom Hunter. Tom G. Warrior. Or Tom G. Warrior, sorry. <laughs> Originally from... Uh, Celtic Frost. Celtic Frost, and then into... I was just going to ask. Trypticon. I'm like, what, which one is it? It's originally, I, th- I think it's Hellhammer. Actually, well, yeah, Hell, Hellhammer <laughs> was definitely first, but it's actually pronounced, I think, Celtic Frost is the original way, but yeah, there's so many people for so many years that Celtic Frost, you know. and Right, every, I, everybody you talk to has their own And it's always way. been, yeah. you know, which yeah. is it, which well, is it. it it's kind of, it goes along that Sepultura thing. Some people call it Sepultura. You're, you, but that's an American way right. of well, saying that's, that's, Spanish, that's exactly you know. what Celtic Frost is. Europeans say Celtic Frost, okay. Americans say Celtic Frost. It's just... Whatever happened to Celtic Frost? Anyway, <laughs> getting into the story part of it, the was him bitching about Metallica doing two covers of their songs in Switzerland when they were there, and he thought they were horrible and thought they, they should keep their millionaire fingers off of his music. <laughs> going that far, I think, is you know that that comment I thought was a little going far. But did you see the videos? No, nah, it was terrible. It, it so was, the people would also agree that we're there, like, oh, this fucking shit. Well, they did it in every. Everywhere they were in Europe over the, I guess, the summer or whatever, um, Robert Chihiro and uh, Kurt Hammett would just jam off of each other, just, you know. And next thing you know, whatever country they were in, they would play some underground band from there. And it just so happened they were in Switzerland, and they played two Celtic Frost songs. And it... It sucked. It was horrible. I watched him do other ones, and it was fucking terrible. And honestly, a bass player and a guitar player just playing riffs, it's kind of boring. You know, there's but no... did they, like, dumb it down or no, not they... make it heavy enough? Or, like, no, they what, what made it... it horrible? They just were... It just sounded like a guitar player and a bass player playing. No drums, no nothing. And just empty. Yeah, yeah. And, no, and trying to put vocals in where they... You could tell they weren't rehearsed enough for it. And this wasn't just for Celtic Frost, Celtic Frost. Um, this was other bands they've done this to, and it was just, it was bad. I, I, I've I seen them do it a bunch of times. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? Stop. It sucks. It's Metallica. You can't say no to that. But so. you don't like Metallica, I, so that's fine. I do like Metallica. I just... Stop winking. <laughs> I would take my pants off. <laughs> I did like Metallica. I mean, it was. I'm not a big fan of anything they've done recently, but I mean, yeah, they were the, good. They were good back in the day. I mean, oh, I yeah. still back like in the them. day. They were they were the shit back in the day, man. I still like them, but yeah. I, I I find myself defending them more than I should. That's the problem. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. At the end of the day, they used to do really good covers, and they did really good heavy versions of the covers. It's just. Kind of the five ninety eighty p right yeah, was that all? yeah and even that when they did that garage garage re revisited yeah. that was yeah. really good too. oh yeah damage inc where they did like that whole entire like two albums worth of covers 
Yeah, that was that was that was the, really the good. One, yeah. yeah, but I mean, now it's I don't know. It's, I, they, they've gone far to just I want to be a hard rock band and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just love the fact that they they always take out. I mean, ultimately, I would like to see them tour with like Testament or you know Overkill or something like that, who they are friends with. But no, they always take out you know Avenged Sevenfold or something like that, and. The more, the more I sit down and think about this, and I, this shows how much time I spend with myself. The yeah. re- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fist away. I'm fisting off the mic. But uh, no, um, the reason why they do that kind of shit is basically you get the young kid to get mom and dad to go to the show so the young can get to see... Avenged Sevenfold and Mom and Dad go, oh, yeah, I like Metallica. We'll go see Metallica. Well, they do what every other big band has done over the years. They take a band out that's relevant. To yeah, open. that's what I was going to say. You're attracting oh, yeah. today's crowd. It's all money. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, they're going to take out, you know, who's happening, you know. Yeah, that's, absolutely. But in the meantime, no, I honestly look at it like but, I mean, Metallica they're, they're Metallica, and they, yeah, they're, they're huge. Right. And they, they could, you know, totally break out a brand new band, you know, that, you know, needs, needs to get some, you know, exposure or whatnot and. Why not? I mean, because they're already going to pull in a huge crowd. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, I mean, I it doesn't remember, matter who they take out. I mean, I seen him in Virginia with uh, Jerry Cantrell. Yeah. At the, oh, what the hell was it? The the stadium out there. just Jiffy at, Lube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's Jiffy Lube now. But, yeah, it was with Jerry Cantrell and uh, that band that did uh, Something on the Shelf. I can't. Elf, Elf on the Shelf. It was like days gone by or something like that. days of the new days of the new okay. that's who it was oh okay. it was fucking terrible it's like i'm going to see metallica and i gotta sit through this shit like i can i love jerry cantrell don't get me wrong but yeah that's not what i want to see when i'm going to see metallica no. you know i i haven't seen metallica since probably the mid 90s like early 90s actually so i uh, well that was about the latest time i seen them too yeah. but i mean that was like on reload i think it was I, I saw them indoors, and it was them by themselves, and they played like 22 freaking songs. So. I seen them with COC, which was pretty cool. That's cool, because COC is just really fucking cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, moving away from that silliness, uh, what else is going on? I know Death Fest, Maryland Death Fest, announced a bunch of... More bands? I, I guess and, pretty much the last of them. Yeah, the last of them. Uh, who, who was on that? Uh, X-Order was one of X-Order, them. X-Order, Bloodbath. I finally get to see Bloodbath. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. Provided they get their visas. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's a big issue for Maryland Death Fest. <laughs> yeah, it is. And pretty much anyone touring the U.S. Yeah. anymore, it's kind of a shame, you know? Yeah. I, I I like, they they just, I don't know, did you see that they posted, not the schedules, but who's on but what on day. on which day, yeah. And I like how they broke it up a lot, but for me, Thursday, I have no business at Ram's Head, and Sunday, I believe I have no business at Ram's Head. So, what's happening there? Just bands I really don't well, have any interest in seeing. So, uh, I don't know. There's pretty much somebody at every club that I want to see every day. No. So, I know the problem is going to be like figuring out what is going to take what spot. Yeah, I know because violence and bloodbath are Friday. Violence is at Soundstage. Bloodbaths at Ramshead. Well, hopefully they break that up. And I, I mean, they're, they're they know what they're doing. But I know point, they do. So. But I'm just sitting there going, man, those are both the la- those are both the headliners of the night. And it's and it's not like you're walking a mile away. You're right, walking like, like 400 yards from one club to the next. Last yeah. last year, last year it was like 35 minutes in between each band. All right, so, yeah. So oh, you wow. had well, not just that, but we're also going to see violence in November. Yeah, not that you can't see them again, but you know, no. 
you I, have the option I, I want, to be I want like, to see that band as much as I possibly can before the bottom falls ahead of that. So, but uh, way to be positive. I know. <laughs> hey, it. This band has. How do I explain this? I've I've been wanting to see them forever, and every time they set up for a tour, it falls apart. So I'm like, until we see them in November, I don't believe it. Well, uh, yeah. they they've been meeting all their yeah they their, they have I will say that so they've been at all their shows lately so yeah so far they're going yeah. it's going but uh can I announce a show no you know what go for it all right two years ago I retired a band called Divination and uh, basically a couple people have been asking me to come back again and do divination one more time. And we finally said, yes, we're going to do it October 5th at Shocktoberfest. Uh, it's the big kickoff to the Halloween season over there. It's divination. Uh, oh shit. I can't remember half the bands on the list. Now Ed Hara is going to be there. Our good friends. Um, are they actually playing? Yes. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Andrea. Sorry, okay. Mike, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, we, uh, I said I wasn't going to uh, come back, and I also said I wouldn't do it for anything, but I'm coming back just because of the fact of, A, I miss being on stage, and B, it's time to do it again. So, so we want to shout out to the two people that requested them to come back. <laughs> no, actually. Neil and who else? <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't Neil, so. No, I, we went to... Yeah, uh, big nose. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which reverb show was that we were at, and it was just like nonstop. I was like, fuck. So, but yeah, we... Oh, was that that all-male review thing that you went yeah, to? Yeah, it was. You know, we were fisting <laughs> off mics. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, before we go too much further, let's go ahead and get into this beer. So, the first beer we're drinking today is... Main Brewing Company, and the name of the beer is Lunch. Yes, sir. And this is an IPA. Is this an Imperial IPA or a standard IPA? Standard IPA. I really liked it. The color was nice. had a great smell to it. And I'm the last one to finish. (laughs) Shame on me. Somebody enjoying it the most. Uh, Really good. I enjoyed that. It was a really good, smooth IPA. It wasn't wasn't like a West Coast IPA. It just hammers the fuck out of you with, with just absolute bitterness it was just really good smooth IP, as you can hear by a big nose burp over there <laughs> well i don't know i of course it's it's great to throw it up i guess <laughs> it definitely tastes tart but again i'm not a, You're a not beer an drinker IPA, so not as soon as the ipa shit comes on it's like oh i love it this garbage i love it it's one of my favorite beers daryl what you think yeah my fit well personally i'm a yingling guy that's <laughs> That's what keeps me happy, you know, and that's, you know, where I drink usually, you know, so, but that wasn't too bad, and that, I, I enjoyed the taste of it, you know. It's not something I would want to pound down all the time. But. Oh, no. no that's kind no. Of more- according, according to these two and other people that like IPAs, they get better the more you drink it. Oh, okay. I can yeah. tell you differently. <laughs> they actually make you feel like you're throwing up every time. <laughs> yeah. It's like skunk water. Yeah, I think I think I would be with you on that. Yeah. But again, I don't really like that much beer to begin with, so we got one coming up for you. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wink wink. All right, so that was beer number one. Before we get into <laughs> sitting down with Daryl and talking about Daryl's band and his history, uh, why don't we go ahead and check out a little music? The name of this band is Unendlich. They are from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh 
pretty much a black metal-ish kind of band. So check it out. Enjoy. was Unendlich from Baltimore. The name of the song was Already Dead off the album. Um, they're going to kick me for fucking this up, but it's Thanatophobia. And, uh, Ooh, that, was, that was good. Give them guys a listen and check them out. They're fucking awesome. Uh, we're Real trying good. to get them up here. We're working with Paul trying to get them up here as a soul grinder. They're not going to be on, uh, on Death Fest at Maryland. Are they? No, they're not. 
Uh, they were pretty good. I really liked them a lot. I'd like to hear more. So before before we start talking to Daryl here, let's get into this disgusting ass beer. I didn't even try uh, this one. Yet. <laughs> yeah, this, I haven't tried it yet either. This is Clown Shoes Hammer of the Gods. It's an Imperial Stout, which is not one of my more favorite styles of beer. That is strange. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm watching Ron over here. It's 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 almost it's like sweet too. It's sweet but disgusting sweet. Not, yeah, not, yeah, like, not, it, not like it literally has an ashtray taste at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking right. Does it not? ATM uh, all the way, man. Uh, it's like oh yeah, it's like <laughs> this coffee. Fuck this shit. What is this? An imperial stout. ATM stout. Yes, ass to mouth, one hundred percent. Oh, and it's in rum barrels. Yeah, that's yeah. why I, 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 when I, Ugh, I've had that oh, a couple this, years ago. The smell I had the, makes me nauseous. I, th- I believe this one's the 2019. I had mm-hmm. the 2017, I think it was. I loved it. I enjoyed it to no end. But it just has like a smoke taste. It's yeah. like literally that's the ashtray <gasps> part of it. Uh, like that. The I'm not really feeling this one. I, I really did like, and I like clown shoes a lot. So well, the thing is, is if, you always it, wear them. Yeah, <laughs> big feet, man. <laughs> the thing is, is if that's your style of beer, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but not Damn, my. You fucking thing. chugged yours, and you hate it. <laughs> oh, I hate it that much. I had to get, <laughs> trying to get rid of it. Yeah, I, <laughs> just trying to kill it. Yeah, I did not want to enjoy it's that. Like, oh, let's just pour this all. In. I uh, hate this beer. Let me just drink just it all down. Slam it down. Hey, hey well, on. when he's not looking, dump yours in there and then dump mine in there. Dude, one. Well, I don't want your backwash. No, oh, come it. on now. Huh. I only got the clap. He didn't say anything about mine, so fuck you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I do like so. this one better than the IPA. All right. Well, look, uh, so. if, if it's your type of beer, I imagine it's absolutely amazing. For me, it's just, uh It goes right back to eating donkey ass. <laughs> Something to do on a regular basis? <laughs> on occasion. So what, what? what is this, though? What's the percentage on this mother trucker? Uh, I don't know. Oh, my God. It's 2%. What? It's crazy. No, it's uh, 11%. <laughs> is it 11? All right, I was going to I was going to get the trusty <laughs> 2%, phone. 2%. Why are we even touching this? <laughs> Your chocolate milk has more in. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. More like Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, I liked it. I really did. Coffee, All right, coffee mouthwash. So moving along from that, let's <laughs> let's sit down and talk to Daryl. The reason Daryl's here. Uh, we met Daryl at a sadistic vision show down in Hanover oh, a few months back. I think it was what back in May. Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. And, and we just kind of started talking to Daryl and hit it off, and it turns out Daryl's in a band called Unu T45. Did I get that right? That's correct. From Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, Daryl's got a pretty cool history, and we wanted to have Daryl on the show and talk to him. And So, you know, I'll tell you what. I'll let you take off with it. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, where do you want to start? You want me to start with Unu, or you want me to start from what got me into music? Or Yeah, start, yeah, start yeah. from the beginning. Start like a little bit of the yeah. beginning. All right, well, I was definitely a young metalhead. I, back in the 70s, you know, I, um, my mom and dad were had some good friends and whatnot, and they would always hang out every weekend and whatnot. And anyway, they had older kids, and those older kids were really into Kiss. You know, their rooms were plastered with, you know, Kiss posters and everything, you know, so that's where, you know, I was like, whoa, what's this shit, man? This looks cool, you know. So seeing all that and... And they had all the uh, Kiss 8 tracks and everything, you know, at the time. And so, you know, I would sit there and listen to them and stuff. And, well, that was, well, you know, that's what started my love for music right there and metal and everything, you know. So, Kiss was definitely the first for me. 
That's amazing how many people started with Kiss. It was the same for me. It was like a friend, my grandmother had divorced my grandfather and was living with some dude and the dude's son had a bunch of Kiss records and they used to sit, hang out with him in his room and he'd play Kiss for me. Like right. That's what started it for me too. And that's right. what my uncle gave me was an A-track, unfortunately. It was yeah. uh, the one with the, all the little forehead, little cartoon heads. Oh, rock and roll over. Rock yeah. and roll over. Yeah. yeah. And I only, I loved just the look of it because I was into monsters and yeah. all that shit. So I'm like, oh, this is great. I never oh, yeah. played it because I don't have an A-track player. But yeah, and the one that really sticks out to me was uh, the big poster he had of a, uh, you know, it was the poster of Gene Simmons, you know, with his arms up in the air, you know, extended out, and then he had the blood, you know, coming down his chest and and the big long tongue you know, for John. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, <laughs> this is cool looking, you know. So that's awesome. It all attracted me, and I was like, hey, this is killer, you know. And uh, so yeah, that's where it started. So yeah, I got into Kiss there, and then. Uh, so yeah, this was seventy mm, six, seventy seven, somewhere in there. <laughs> you know, I was a young buck, real young buck. And anyway, so yeah, I was into them, you know, really hard for about you know a couple years, and basically up until like Creatures of the Night. Great and, album. Yeah, <laughs> Creatures Very of the Night came out, and you know, I was t- still totally into them and whatnot. But then um, after that, then they came out with Lick It Up. Okay. And now it was other than that song. That, it was that really, it was really cool at first and really exciting that hey, they're coming out, you know, with without the makeup, you know. But then when I heard it, story over. <laughs> was it just that song, or because that song is yeah over overdone commercial like? That was definitely like, that was definitely the song that I, that was the first song that I heard. Okay, but what was the time frame? It for really that? killed that's it. Like, that was eighty. That was hair metal three, three or Wait, so. Three, yeah. Hair metal was coming was out, and becoming like yeah. a thing. Yeah, that was starting. Yeah, yeah that was so all they really were like. Oh, we got to jump on this fucking bandwagon. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's what they did. And but there are there is some heavy stuff in there in that non makeup era. So, but that's my opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, at that time too, at that time as well. You know, I'd already been into Kiss, you know, for a few years at that point, and I was starting, you know, just get a burnt anyway. You know, yeah. I was like, I think I need something else, you know. And then, and then I started finding like, you know, ACDC and Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, you know, and that's where it was all, you know, really coming into form and beginning, you know. And what time frame was that? And this this was early eighties. Early eighties. Yeah, I would say yeah. This was between anywhere from nineteen eighty to to eighty three. When, uh, eight, 1980 was when I discovered ACDC. Nice. So when yeah, they, when had did just, you, they had just put out Back in Black, and that's, you know. So when did you start it. moving into more kind of extreme ends of music? That would have been, um, I'm going to say around 85. About 85 for me is when I you know started really, you know, really getting into discovering, you know, hardcore punk and, you know, thrash metal, you know, was, you know, coming about and stuff at that time, you know, and. So I'm gonna say, yeah, for me, that was around when I got into it. it was around '85. What kicked it off more for it? Was Actually, it, maybe was, even was, maybe even '84 because '84, um, I got into like Pile Driver. I remember uh, listening to uh, the old. Uh, there used to be an old radio station back home that would come on um, every shit. I forget what night of the week it and came. You're on, from but, Northern Virginia, right? Uh, Central Virginia. Central actually. Virginia. All right. But anyway, there was a radio show that came on every midnight, every Thursday night. Actually, it's called Metal Shop, the only show with tea. That's awesome. And nice. anyway, <laughs> that that would come on every Thursday night, and I would listen to that. And they played a lot of cool stuff. They played like Rogue Mail, Metal Church, and you know that's where I started, you know, discovering a lot of stuff. And um, but anyway, they, they played this band called Pile Driver one night, and this was '84. 
And yeah, it just came out, and I was like, holy shit, you know, that just blew me away. Metal Inquisition was the, uh, you know, the album that came out that year. And Nice. That's not a band I'm f- are you have Are you familiar with those guys? Yes, I am. Right. Yeah, Canadian. Yep. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, shit. They were from Canada. Yep. yep. They were um, in the same vein as uh, The Slaughter from Canada. All right. Um, uh, not quite as. Not as intense. Not quite as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not um, quite as. Uh, who else? Uh, Sacrifice. Um, Sacrifice. I'm trying to think of another bandit from Canada. Well, Voivod, but they're not like that. Yeah, Voivod was more. Well, early Voivod um, were kind of more into that. They nah. were definitely more more raunchy. You know, right. Their first couple albums. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Power Driver was a really good nice. band. Yeah. <laughs> So that was yeah, definitely check it out. 80, you heard it. Yeah, so that's eighty four. So is that the band that kind of kicked it off for you? That that really? I like, would. You know, I'm not gonna say that they really kicked it off for me. I mean, they weren't. I am not gonna say that they were the band. The one that really kicked it off for me was Metallica. Oh, nice. Ride the lightning. You know, when it, that was the first one that I heard, which was that year. You know, 84. which rightfully so. At that point in time, they yeah. were fucking heavy. And when that came out, and I heard that, I was like, holy shit. You know that that was that was the Bible, you know, to yeah. me right there. You know, like, as soon as you heard "Fight Fire with Fire," you were like, "How fast can music be?" Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I heard that, and I was just like, "Slow down." Well, what a funny story, actually. Before that, actually, I actually heard um, Slayer's "Hella Waits." Ooh, yeah, Slayer's another... "Hella Waits" had you know, just that had just came out too. That came out actually it was early '85 when I heard that, but. Yet, I guess, okay, I guess it was 85 when I heard uh, Rot the Lightning because I heard that afterwards, right afterwards, actually. And, uh, but when I heard Slayer's Hella Waits, I was like, man, this is fucking garbage. This is just, <laughs> this literally is people just beating and banging, you know, and how fast can they play? You know, I did, thought it was garbage. Did you, did you do this? I, I did this when the first time I heard Hella Waits and like the drums stopped and the guitars kept on going and you just hear that. Yes. Hella Waits. Yeah. You're like, they I don't like, even know what the hell they're what doing. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I, yeah, I did the same thing. I was just yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Because yeah. it, it was new. It was totally, you know, that style was totally brand new at the time, and it was like, but it's very cra- extreme. It it's was crazy because that song starts out, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" That yeah, yeah. The very beginning, it was like, "Whoa!" And then it fucking kicks in. You're like, "Whoa, what?" Yeah, yeah. But I almost think you have to have. It's like a gateway drug. You need the Metallica to get into the Slayer. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what happened, you know, because, yeah, you know, the Slayer first, it was a little bit too much, you know, firsthand. Mm. But then when I heard, you know, Ride the Lightning, you know, Fight Fire with Fire was like that. You know, I was like, oh, shit. You know, I was like, it's another fucking Slayer. But then, you know, the next song, Ride the Lightning, you know, kicked in. And the rest of the album was like, just blew me the fuck away. And and from there on, that's where, you know, I just slowly graduated into, you know, Crazier. Loving the other, yeah, yeah, more more extreme stuff, and I grew to love Slayer, you know. I'm so, but it's just my first take on it. You know, I hate it. It's one of those albums, definitely that I hated at first, but then it grew on me majorly. You know. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I was like that with Mercil Fate and King Diamond. I thought it was a joke, and then because the first song I heard was No Presents for Christmas, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, that's such a fucking why. And then I heard Abigail, and I was like, Ooh, wait a minute, let me bring that back. So. I think them was the first thing that I heard from King Diamond, yeah. and I loved it like, I, right yeah. off the start. Like, it like hooked you in, and like this weird storyline. You're like, that, that's what, what happened with me. Fuck, that's what happened dude. with me with Abigail. Like just hearing that eerie, like the the keyboards. I love I, lo- I love them right away because I you know my first one was Don't Break the Oath, and Ooh. I was hooked right away. So love them. And it was one of those things like I 
like I loved it right off the bat. Yeah. Know, the first time I heard King Diamond, but Master of Puppets was like my first thrash album, which from that minute on I was hooked. And then it yeah. was from them to Slayer, Rain and Blood, and Overkill, and then it just kind of fucking went downhill from there. For <laughs> yeah. me. But but so, downhill because you collect more speed. Yeah, co- correct. Yes. Yeah. So now from Central Virginia, then you eventually moved to Florida, right? Yes. Well, before I even go into that, um, still talking about, you know, growing up and, you know, just listening to music and stuff. Well, at this time, around 83, yeah, actually about 83, actually, it was like Christmas 83, actually, when I uh, finally decided, okay, I want to start playing guitar. I said, yeah, I want to do this. This this is what I love doing, you know. I love this stuff. And that's where I started, you know, playing was that day on Christmas in 83 because my dad played music as well. And so, you know, I was kind of, you know, already kind of, you know, naturally, you know, hooked on it, just, you know, watching him play, you know, it was fascinated with it and such, you know. What did your dad play? He played different music than, you know, what I was into, but, you know, I still, I remember going to his shows and stuff with him, you know, and I just, you know, was, thought it was cool, you know, with the crowds and stuff like that. Was he a guitarist as well? He played both guitar and bass. Oh, nice. So, yes. Yes. And, um, but anyway, yeah, that's where I got my start. You know, I got my first guitar, which was an acoustic guitar, and, and I learned how to, you know, just do chords and stuff, you know, and then I started listening to you know, Judas Priest records and such, ACDC and all this stuff, and started, you know, once he showed me the bar chord, he's like, you can go anywhere on the neck with this. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I would start, I would just sit down and listen to records and start sounding them out, you know. Were your, was your father pretty, like, supportive of whatever music you were into? Or? Yeah, yeah, he was definitely cool with it. Oh, no, nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was definitely cool with it. That's he had a little bit of, you know, some of the, you know, the satanic stuff and all, you know, he mm-hmm. had kind of an issue with, but... Overall, you know, he, yeah, he was cool with it. That's cool. So then where did you roll from there? But anyway, so yeah, got into, you know, music, started playing guitar. And so, yeah, I just kind of, you know, sat back and learned how to play guitar for about five years. And and then from there on, you know, then I started actually, you know, started getting together with people and, you know, trying to jam with them and stuff. And, and um, actually, the first guy I got with was a buddy of mine back home named Matt Strogus, and he was a drummer, and he was really into, he was really into the hardcore punk, and that's where I kind of, you know, started drifting into like, you know, Minor Threat and Discharge and early, you know, early Misfit stuff and all this kind of thing, you know, and started opening up that world, and um, so, anyway, going from there, I guess, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the beginning, you know, of me, you know, starting to actually jam with people and whatnot. But then, anyway, later on, my first real band, my first real band was called Hedonistic Cravings. And this was 1990. I had just got in, yeah, actually got in with those guys in 1990. And this is still in Virginia? Yes. Yeah, this is all in Virginia. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that went on from like 1990 to 94. And we did, we recorded three demos and one CD. And good luck finding that CD, because I have seen it on eBay once, and it was going for 150. Oof, because it's rare. And it's crazy what. But I I wouldn't pay a penny for it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, his old band Fatal Aggression, like I've seen some of those CDs going on on Germany for like 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the you know like Meet the Streets. Yeah, because they're rare. Yeah. yeah. Disrespect, I know, is going outrageous over there. So that's I, crazy. I I had nothing to do with that one either. So, but I do have like three or four of them. <laughs> so moving along from that then <clears throat> but anyway yeah, so that was my first start you know it was from 90 to 94 was the first band Hedonistic Cravings 
and we were doing well. Um, we were pulling in, you know, good crowds as such, you know, back home in a uh, venue called Tracks, and that was in Charlottesville, Virginia, and it was a well-known, you know, pro bar. I mean, there was pretty much a lot of people went that, through there. Yeah, a lot of bands you could think of, you know, played there. Pretty much everybody played there, and you know, the cool things we got to do back then, we opened up for our first major act we opened up for was propane oh nice yeah. <laughs> man me and you run the same line here because that's <laughs> that's my first band i opened up yeah for. yeah we opened up for propane that was the first one we got to the funniest show we got to open up for we didn't know who the hell they were they had just got signed to geffen records and that's all we knew you know it's like hey you know there's this band you know coming in you know signed on geffen records but we didn't know shit about them turns out it was fucking jackal oh no uh-huh. shit it was jackal so With and the we chainsaws didn't chainsaws and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know anything about them. I'm and, a lumberjack now, baby. And and when we when we uh, talked to the bass player that night, he's like, "Well, I thought you guys were gonna be on acoustic act." You know, oh, he's Jesus he's Christ. all you know, full on. You know, <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. You know, because those guys, <laughs> those guys were you know, full on Georgia guys. You know, so they had the real strong accents. You know, and but uh, anyway, the bass player Tom at the time, he was a really nice guy. He was really cool. The rest of them, you know, whatever. But um. Anyway, that was an interesting show. Very interesting show because it was our crowd. That and, and it was like a Sunday night. And uh like like I said, you know, Jackal, you know, nobody I think there was like two girls there that knew who they were or about them. And you guys are what, like a thrash band at this and we, point? We were like, complete yeah, yeah, we were full on thrash and speed battle, you know. And, that, that's crazy. So yeah, we opened up, you know, and did our thing. And, you know, everybody loved us and whatnot. Jackal goes on, dude. Our crowd sits there in front of them, and I mean, they're just like you know, holding up middle fingers and <laughs> mocking them the whole time. We had one punk rock girl who just sat up; she literally sat on the PA speaker in front of them, and it was just you know, flipping them off the whole set. You know, it was just funny you know, just how the crowd was reacting, and we had some. Uh, <clears throat> we also had some skinhead followers as well, and they were out in the, you know, doing some kind of like silly pit dance mock kind of thing and going on it, it was crazy you just had to be there i'd never seen a show like that because it was just very interesting so where did you move on from there then but anyway like, how long did that last yeah this lasted four years four years yeah about four years yeah because around around 95 that's when i said you know what i'm done with virginia you know because the band had you know pretty much you know kind of starting to fall apart there you know there were some internal issues basically the bass player and singer you know started you know, really bickering with each, with each other. And they were the two that formed the band. Hmm. You know, I joined the band. You know, they already had it actually going before I got in. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, that fell apart, you know, after that. And then I ventured off down to Florida after this. So was this a conscious decision to move? For, had you been in, did you move to Florida because of death metal? Like, because. Yeah, yes. I was wanting to pursue music and, right. you know, keep going. Yes. And, you know, Virginia at that you know, I felt it was done for me at the time. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's time to, you know, make a move. So I did. I had a friend, you know, the, a good friend of mine that was living down in Florida. He's like, dude, you got to come down here. I know these people. And turned out it was all real. Nice. He knew Chuck from death and he knew, uh, he knew Trevor from obituary. So this is kind of picking up where you and I started talking at exactly. the bar. It's sadistic vision. So, so anyway, yeah. So I moved to Florida. My first day in Florida, you know, <laughs> first person to meet. And he's like, all right, man. He said, we're going to go meet Trevor. I'm oh, like, nice. oh, dude. All right, killer, man. Let's do it. You know? So we did. You know, he took me right on over, you know, to his place or whatnot. And 
yeah, we got to meet and hang out with Trevor and stuff, and we all hit it off, you know. We was partying down and stuff and having a good time, and, yeah, it was great. So, so are those guys as cool as they seem? I mean, they, they just definitely. all seem like down-to-earth kind of. Definitely. To this day, every time obituary comes around, you know, I can call them up and say, hey, you know, I can make the show. They're like, dude, we'll put you on a list. Come on in. Oh, nice. And That's they've, awesome. They've been, no matter how big they get, they're, yeah, they're down to earth. Because I know he. Love those guys. We've seen them. They played here in Reading not terribly long ago. I was, yeah, I was there. Were you, at, I, at the Reverb show? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I know John was hanging out afterwards and was it John came out? Yeah. John yeah. Tardy came out and was yeah. just hanging out with yeah. people. And, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's cool. how they roll. They're yeah. really, really nice guys. I met, them, I met them years ago um, in Newark, New Jersey. They were on tour with Fear Factory on the Incomplete uh, tour. And it was funny because the stage, you know, had like a little side area. And we're standing there, and there's this little old lady in between me and a couple friends. And we're just standing there watching the show. And next thing you know, this little old lady just turns around and looks at me and goes, those are my boys. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, thinking, you know, they're friends. No, here was the Tardy Brothers' mom. So, and yeah, they were, she was hanging out, drinking beer with everybody. I was like, damn, this is cool. Yeah. So, but yeah. 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 It's funny. I never met the mom. Yeah. Mom was, mom was really cool. Yeah, never met mom, but I did meet the uncle. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but this was, yeah, a little bit later on. So who else did you But anyway, meet? so yeah, later on, you know, while I was down there in Florida, you know, yeah, I got to meet a lot of people. Got to meet, you know, Rick Ross, you know, he was down there. Uh, like I said, yeah, Chuck from death. That was another interesting one. Um, now, was this like Scream Bloody Gore death? No, no, or? no, no, no. This is definitely way later. This was... Um, what, around like, human or yeah, maybe this, even next No, it was later than that, actually. The 90s, was, um, yeah, you're looking symbolic. at... Oh, it was wow. symbolic. Right. Oh, that's, yeah. yes. That was Richard Christie with him at that no, point? No, no, that, that, no, was, that was uh, still Gene. Yeah, Gene, that was still Gene, Gene at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Gene was with him. Yeah, it was Gene, Bobby Cobley, and Kelly Conlon were on yeah. that release. That's and, awesome. Uh, anyway, yeah, that release... They they had already you know done a tour and stuff you know at the point you know when I met him you know for that and actually so that that kind of lineup was kind of already you know moving on so to speak yeah and actually he was getting ready to start his Control Denied project that's what was going on at the time he was starting that oh so you were in the cusp of Control Denied getting mm-hmm. together and start All right. yeah and matter of fact you know one, one day you know he actually invited me over to his house and um. And that's what was going on. Yeah, he was just uh, jamming with a control denied. And at the time, uh, Richard wasn't even in the band yet. It was, he had another guy named Chris Williams that was there before Richard. And, uh, yeah, Chris was with him, you know, for a little while there. But then that kind of fell apart, too, because uh, Chris was wanting to – he was wanting to rush out and do shows and stuff. And Chuck was like, no, no, we need to, you know, we need to get, you know, keep practicing and get really tight and – Anyway, Chris just got, you know, tired and bored of it. And he's like, well, I want to play shows now. I think we're ready. And he went on. Hmm. And sadly enough, when he went on, he ended up, I think, I think he got killed in a car crash. Is what happened to Chris. Oh, shit. Not long after that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, great drummer. Great drummer. And then, sadly, you know, that happened to him. But anyway, after all that happened, you know, yeah, that's when Richard came into the fold there. And... When that happened, uh, then Chuck Chuck ended up actually uh, moving to a different part of Florida, and I kind of you know lost track of him. You know, I didn't get to really know him any more than that. But I did get to you know actually hang out at his house and stuff a couple times. And right, that's, that's so that's pretty you know me by myself hanging out with Chuck from Death. 
Yeah, that, that was pretty. That, that was, was pretty historic. For me. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I heard that he was like so soft spoken and, and kind compared to like his obviously his deathy vocals and yeah, crazy. yeah, his yeah his persona, right? Right. Now, would you you think that? Would you agree with that? I, I don't know. I just absolutely. Heard... Oh yeah, yeah. He was definitely you know really low key and you know nice like that. You know that's awesome. Now you know. I've also heard other stories now, of course, that this goes more so with people, you know, being in a band with him and such, you know, but, you know, they had their issues with him and all that. But anyway, I'm not going to go into that because I didn't, myself, I really didn't have any, you know. Well, everybody's a jerk. Yeah. Even John. Hey, we're all dicks. (laughs) Yeah, we are. That was the easiest guy to get along with. What was that old band, Fourth Century? We're a bunch of dicks, you know. (laughs) There's another CD that's going for outrageous numbers. Yeah. (laughs) That's our theme song, We're a Bunch of Dicks. But uh, but yeah, you you were saying about like the symbolic era and all that down there. I mean, was there anybody else that you like brutality or uh, uh, monstrosity, morbid angel? Well, anything? monstrosity, yes, because uh, yeah, Kelly Conlon. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, yeah, Kelly was. I'm in, off uh, my game today. Yeah, Kelly Conlon was in monstrosity for a little bit yeah, there, yeah. but he was the only one I knew from them. You didn't you didn't know? Uh, oh, shit, I can't think of half of their names. Uh, Lee, I can't. Lee, yeah, I knew um, people knew him. You know, I mean, I had definitely had friends that were close to him, but I personally never knew him. No. Okay, and Lee's a cool guy. Um, goes back to Kiss. We played with Monstrosity once, and we sat there for probably like two hours. Vader's playing, and we're just. Yap, yap, yap about Kiss. Like It was like two Kiss nerds going at it. Yeah. So, Are they at Death Fest this year? Who? Monstrosity? Kiss? Oh, yeah, Monstrosity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, not Kiss. <laughs> How about Deicide? Did you ever have occasion to hang out with those dudes, or were they kind of... Actually, funny enough, uh, years later, years later, uh, I was already living back up in uh, Pennsylvania. And when I lived in Florida, no, I did not meet them or know mm. them. Um. But years later, yeah, when I went back up to Pennsylvania, I ended up going to see them in New York one time. And first person I ran into was Glenn Benton. Oh, nice. He's the very first person I ran into. And, yeah, he was cool with me, you know. I mean, he didn't seem, you know, he wasn't, you know, an ass or anything like that. But he wasn't super, super friendly either. He was kind of like, yeah, how you doing, you know. We we seen them up at, uh, all right. more. so we'll go back to, like, 90, was it 92? Somewhere around there, yeah. Right around the time Legion came out. Do you remember East Coast Rocker, the magazine? Don't know uh, that one. There was like I don't a, think it. I don't think it came. It went down to Virginia. I don't think it was a paper. It was a newspaper, and uh, like you could pick that up and see all like this the Mid Atlantic bands that were playing. Mm-hmm. So there was an article in there with Glenn Benton, and he was saying about like you know that was their first big world tour, and the and the show that he wanted to play the most was New York. Well, it turns out like that same issue they had the ad in for Lamore that they were playing at Lamore. Yep. And we were like me and him and the Matt from his old band and a, and a friend Derek from his old band all got together and we went up and uh, Matt and Derek disappeared about halfway through <laughs> yeah. the show. And he and I, where the fuck are these guys at? Yeah. And they came out, oh, dude, we were back smoking weed with the aside on the bus. <laughs> the, the fucking Glenn was like, come on, let's go. They fucking took him back and yeah. smoked on the bus. Yeah. Yeah, those guys were really nice. Back in those days, those guys were really, really nice. Uh, I played with them at Reverb the one time and. Yeah, they weren't as nice as they used to be. So yeah, I mean, I I get it. Their drummer Steve like was in um, something something to do with uh, an, an armed robbery. Oh really? Yeah. Um. He uh, he was like in the crossfire, but I, I believe it was like in a in a convenience store. 
and uh, his girlfriend got beat up and all that kind of stuff. They like pistol whipped him and shit like that. So that's why now he doesn't. Whenever you see whenever you see Deicide on tour, they always get stopped at the Canadian border because they have so many guns and on them. It's not even funny. So yeah, it's on their. Uh, Do they let them through with all those guns? No, no. Half the time they never get into Canada. Um, they uh, it's it, it it's probably it, in their contract right or after that happened. Yeah. You know. And- it's um yeah, you'd think like i need a gun when i get to the club yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh it, like, it's um that story is on there um i can't remember which album it's on there one of their early 2000 albums um there's a dvd that goes along with it you can find it on youtube i've watched it a couple times and it's just him he shows you his arsenal of guns he has and he has more guns in the fucking military and but wouldn't the devil be enough yeah, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> you know I mean? the devil like, needs a, uh, a helping hand. Yeah, it needs a hand. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's just a, travel with like pitchforks, <laughs> <laughs> with guns attached, right? Like, coming around this. <laughs> but in in the meantime, though, yeah, if you if you want to get in depth on that story, it's on the uh, on that uh, you can find it on YouTube, and it's on that DVD. I can't remember what the name of that album was. So it was the last one they did on on Earache. I believe it was the last one they did on Eric. I think the Hoffman brothers were still in the band at the time. Was that possibly Legion? No, Legion was like number two. This was... God, I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, I, I'm not really not really familiar. Honestly, I don't listen to a whole lot of DSI. The only one I really listened to was the very first one. No, 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 no. Because towards the end of their Roadrunner days, they kind of got a little, dare I say, experimental. Yeah. And they... they, they the albums were just terrible, but then they put out that live album. That live album was really good. And then there was one more with the Hoffman brothers. And then that's when that all fell apart. So, and you want to talk about nuts. I'm friends with, uh, Eric on Facebook and you could tell he gets real drunk in the middle of the night and he starts spurting off. I hate you, Glenn. I'm going to kill you, Glenn on Facebook. And I'm just like, yeah. Which is so weird. It's like, you know, yeah. you guys play music for a living, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, live your life and love it. Mm. So when you went down there at this point, did you do another band in Florida? I did. I did. Actually, yes. Uh, I ended up having a band down there um, called Undercore. And it was kind of like a, a biohazard kind of a feel and sound to it. Like a hardcore kind of Yeah, feel. kind of hardcore slash metal, you know. But yeah, it was that kind of groovy, you know, heavy feel, you know, thing going on. And... um we we were around for about uh, two years, and we used to play. A, um, the happening club down there at the time was called the FBI, the Fairbanks Inn, but it was called the FBI. And, um, actually, some people knew it as Free Beer Inside. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, um, yeah, that's where that was like our main you know spot that we always played down there, and yeah, we got to open up you know for some cool bands down there. My personal favorite one, Voivod. Oh, nice. We opened up for Voivod. Awesome. Down there. And this is on the Negatron tour. Oof. Nice. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Negatron. This was the tour that we uh, yeah, got to open, for, open up for them on. And dude, that, that was a great night because I actually got to spend time and sit there and really really talk with Piggy. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that that was really cool. Away, Away was a really nice guy, but he was kind of a, a little bit stand-up. I think he was just really stoned or tired. <laughs> you know, you had to really approach him, you know, to have him say anything at all. And either one will have that same effect. 
But um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, he was kind of, you know, he was there, you know, really, he was nice. He just, you know, didn't have much to say. Hmm. But Piggy, you know, he just, you know, rambled on and on and on. And he was great. Really nice guy. So hmm. I was really, really glad, you know, got to, you know, spend time and meet him, you know, before his passing, obviously, you know. Yeah, I, I opened for them. Uh, you said about propane. I, the first openers that I, well, first tour package I opened for was propane, Voivod, and Crisis. And it was on the Negatron tour. Dude, that was like, that was the same package, actually. Okay. It was the same year. Because, yeah, that's right. Because, uh, yeah, it, it was the same package. Mid-90s this year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, that was a fun tour. Yeah. Propane were kind of dicks, though. Like, their drummer was cool, but the rest of the guys were just... Yeah, huh. they didn't even want to bother with us. Crisis, oh my God, we rode the elevator with them and just helping them get their gear in, and they helped us, and it was like a friendship thing for years after right. that. So yeah, propane's kind of a strange thing though. Like I, I remember like I seen them at Jacks in Northern Virginia years mm-hmm. ago, and they yeah. wouldn't even talk to anybody, yeah. and like, and they they barely play the states anymore. They're like, yeah, they they're... pretty much just tour Europe. They're, yeah, they, I, was they say, just... I haven't heard nothing out of them in, in quite some time. No, they just announced a U.S. tour like. A couple days ago on uh, Facebook, but like they barely ever play the states anymore. They don't. Uh, and the first time I saw Propane, it was them in Body Count. It was yeah, it was Body Count, Exodus, Suicidal Tendencies, Pantera, and Propane. Oh Jesus! Yeah, they always have to throw a crappy band in. I right know that fucking Pantera band. Yeah. Easy <laughs> compared to Propane. Well, I, I, that was actually a joke because I'm not a big propane fan. I think I, I think I might like three songs from them. Anyway, so wow, that joke really went over yeah. horrible. <laughs> oh. So, so when did you leave Florida then? Anyway, well, still before leaving Florida. Anyway, yeah, so I did Undercore, and we did that for a couple of years, and then same thing with that. You know, the guys just kind of got you know tired of it and whatnot, and it just you know it fizzled apart. So that was that. And there's nothing online or anything. You know, you can't hear Undercore. Sorry, it's not online. Nothing. So you guys never <laughs> released there. anything? We actually we did a demo. We did do a demo. It's on CD, but we just we just never put it online. But somebody has to probably have it. And Somewhere. Some, they'll probably somebody. upload it at some point. So if you if you have it and you're uh, listening to this, yeah. you know. All the masses that listen to us, somebody's yeah. going to find it. Yeah. yeah. All, now, all, all there, three or now, four people. Now, right? yeah. full warrant, there is another band on there called Undercore. But it ain't us. <laughs> I don't know where they're from or whatnot, but there is another undercore that's on there, and they seem to do pretty well. But that's not the one I'm involved with. <laughs> but anyway. Just Fucking so, imposters. Just so that's clarified there. But anyway, after undercore, then, um, yeah, it was kind of, you know, just on the uh, hiatus point there and looking for something to do. Well, it turns out my buddy, um, I had my buddy uh, Nick Chevalier at the time down there, which had a band called Nephobia that was full on death metal down there. And uh, they, um, he happened to know the obituary guys. You know, I, well, actually, he knew the drummer, Don, and was good friends with Don. So he's like, well, let me talk to Don, man. We'll see if we can't, you know, try to get a jam session or something going one day. And I was like, hell yeah. So sure enough, that's exactly what happened. He called him up, and we set up a jam date or whatnot, and, and that happened. You know, we went down there, and... um met up with Don and stuff and he was really cool and you know had you know sat there and jammed with him and stuff and it went really well nice we actually ended up uh writing four songs together and we were going to go into Morris Sound and record them 
And it was a uh, anyway the lineup at that time. Yeah, it was uh, me me on guitar, my buddy uh, Tyrone Boneflock also on guitar. Uh, Nick Chevalier was going to be on vocals. Kelly Conlon was going to be on bass, and Don Tardy was going to be on drums. And uh, yeah, we actually got together a couple times and jammed, and uh, we had four songs, you know, pretty good to go. And we were going to uh, go in and record them at Morrisound down there. But uh, next thing you know, Don gets a call from Andrew <laughs> WK. And, All right. Yeah. And then once when that happened, that whole thing, you know, just kind of that fizzled apart, you know. So that never happened, you know. No oh, shit. Other than, you know, we got together a couple times and jammed. And, you know, we had four songs down together and stuff. But then that fizzled apart. And then, unfortunately, from there on, for about the next, I don't know how many years, that's kind of what's happened with me. Everything I've been trying to do has fucking fizzled apart. Like, relatively quick? Yeah, just, you know, just life's fate, so to speak. So that leads you to this And then it got to this point here, Unu T45, which was going to be, going to be, you know, hopefully our, you know, next really cool thing. It's probably uh, my favorite recording I've ever got to do. And, you know, I think it's one of the best recordings I got to do. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's quite a taste, ain't it? Yeah, oh. we're drinking a new beer. Yeah, well, let, let, I'll tell you what. How about we interject here and we'll go into the next beer. In case we don't make it. Which was kind yes. of... Sh- <laughs> this is Lancaster Brewing Company's Underlord Series. The name of the beer is Chimera. It's a Belgian-style Flanders Red Ale. Screw and, Flanders. And, yeah. Oakley, I got Oakley. a question. I got a question. <laughs> Why is this called beer when it tastes like fucking wine? It tastes like apple cider wine. vinegar. <laughs> yeah. It it's does. like a wine. It literally it's is a like sour beer. Very <laughs> apple cider vinegar. It's yeah. like wine that somebody didn't put the cork in all the yeah. way. Oh, I normally like ambers, too. And, whoa. I took one swallow of this, and I... Chimera the band. <laughs> love it. And like Chimera I said, no, beer. And I... If you if you look at the it glass... Does, it tastes that, like vinegar. Yeah, yeah, yeah like wine. apple yeah. cider vinegar. Uh, yeah. yeah. Has that Anybody weird? got some french fries? So I got to say, this is not my favorite style of beer. It ain't even no. close to mine. Ugh. And John was the one who brought this in. No, 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 no. No, this was, this was another, Sean this time. This was another Sean beer. So, and if you look at Daryl's like pint glass here, it's a Lancaster Brewing Company. It's one of my favorite brewers. Not one of my favorite beers. Ugh. Does Yuck. it say it's a sour beer or anything like that? No, it just says Belgian style Flanders Red Ale. Well, they might have bottled the wrong fucking Which, thing. I mean, if you want the description, Screw it says... Flanders. The description says, Presenting our first 2019 Underlord Series release, a truly unique Belgian-style Flanders Red Ale, aged on apricot puree in Pinot Noir barrels like for wine. 19 months. A wine barrel. All right, so you know, more or less, gross. Yeah. This is probably <laughs> only made one bottle, and you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lancaster, you ain't cutting this you one. You failed. So, so yeah, I, not one of and my... And Sean f- loves it. No, no, I not. the not. beer, loves the company. But I love the, the company. The company's not bad. I, I've had a, I had quite a few from them that I really liked, but one not of my, this one. One of my favorite breweries, not one of my favorite Is it beers. the same company that makes that lemonade blueberry summer beer? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. And I actually had that, and for a summer beer, that's like you're outside, you're yeah. working, and you don't want to drink water. Yeah, that's most perfect. of Lancaster's beers are great. This is one of their yeah, their was, bomber yeah. series of beers. Not mine. Yeah. So anyway, so everybody here has been like cringing, shaking, and making all kinds of fucked up faces. Quit. Daryl's over here telling a, a really cool story. Yeah. You see the three of us just going. <laughs> 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 
Well, we and, did, and you and you're we holding did. a straight face too, which is great. <laughs> I know you keep drinking and just talking like normal, and I'm like inside you have to be like, dude, dear God, <laughs> what, are they, what are these boys drinking? No, this is all fun to me. So anyway, <laughs> that's that's Virginia politeness right there. I'm telling that's you, that awesome. is down south politeness. Well, we got I'll, we, we I'll got drink, out, I'll we drink got this out. vinegar to that. We got we got alcohol involved, so hey, I ain't complaining. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. Oh, it's awful. So, all right, let's jump right back into your story then. So, so where were we? Yeah, we were at Unu T forty five. We're talking about that, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so like I said, yeah, that's probably you know my favorite recording that I've done. But unfortunately, right now where we're at, we're on a hiatus. We're not broken up, but we're on a hiatus due to our drummer Mike Greenhall. Once we got the uh, recording done, um, he unfortunately came down with MS, mm. and this is kind of a uh, Put a damper on things. Because as far as, you know, I mean, he's one of us. I mean, he really fits the mold with us, and he's a great drummer. And, yeah, we could probably go out and find, you know, another, you know, killer drummer. But his personality and just, you know, fits the mold with us. And we just feel, you know, this this was too special to just, you know, we're not going to just hire another drummer, you know, just to fill his shoes. You so, know, so are you guys just riding us out to see what the prognosis is yeah, and how it goes? There and... is a possibility that, you know, he will be able to come back. But, yeah, right now we're just kind of, you know, waiting it out, you know, and see what happens. And it's going to take about a year. So mm. we're hoping sometime here in 2020, you know, to see what happens. Yeah, I hope so, definitely. Because, I mean, it's I've heard it on Facebook or Bandcamp, I'm sorry. And yes. I, I loved it. It's amazing. Uh and, you know, if you're looking for it, it's Unu T45 uh, from Alexandria, Virginia. They are on Bandcamp. Uh, is there any place else? Uh, right now, nope. That's the only spot right now. So I definitely encourage you to check, anybody listening to go check it out. It's absolutely amazing recording. I loved it. Yes, uh, please do. Definitely. So, uh, so that's. And it's available for download, you know, <laughs> from there. So. so that's where you stand right now? And that's where I stand right now. So on that note. Go move into the next tune. The next tune that we have is a band here from Pennsylvania called Hopewell Furnace. The name of the song is The Nothing, and it just came out August 16th. Very cool technical death metal band. Oh, check it out. Oh, my God. 
So that was the Hopewell Furnace. The song was The Nothing, and that just came out August 16th. Uh, and that's a train in the background you hear cruising through Blandon. The Metal Train. The Metal Train. Is back. So uh, check them out. They are on Bandcamp. They are. I, I originally said from Schuylkill County, but I think they're from up near Hazleton. They're absolutely amazing. I really, I really liked it. I really did. I want to hear more. When I get home, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, check them dudes out. So uh, moving right along, back to Daryl. So... You said there was a band that you were in? Yeah, I forgot to mention. There was a band uh, before Unu T45. It's been some, even some years, you know, before that happened. But back around, it was back in the uh, MySpace days when this began. This is, what was it? I'm going to say 2000, around 2007-ish is when I met Oz. It, uh, he's, he goes by Oz Blood Curse. It, that sounds kind of oh, ominous. I, have you said kid? Yes. I know Oz. Oh, yeah, you know, everybody knows Oz, actually. A lot of people know Oz. Oz is a really good guy. Yeah. Oz Yolachan is his yep. real name. But anyway. Wrestling yeah. nutbag. Yes. Yeah. Did you say Yolatron? Yolachan. It's Turkish. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's actually a really cool name. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, around 2007, yeah, I'm at Oz there, and he just happened to, you know, hit me up there on MySpace, and hey, you know, would you be interested in, you know, possibly playing guitar and 
helping me out here. And at the time, you know, I wasn't doing anything, so I said, yeah, sure, you know. So anyway, yeah, I met up with Oz and stuff, and um, the guys that he had with him at the time, we got together and jammed, and it was a real train wreck. <laughs> and I was, and I pulled Oz to the side, and I was like, well, look, dude. I said, if you want to do this, and do this for real, I said, I, um, these other guys got to go. Or it's either them or me, basically, you know, and not to be mean or, you know, anything else, but, you know, this is how it's got to be. <laughs> so he, he made the choice right there. Oh, yeah, dude. He's uh you're in and I'll get rid of them. <laughs> so he did. He asked those guys. And then uh, anyway, from there on, you know, we started, you know, trying to actually, you know, form an actual band. Well, it never came to fruition at all. You know, we met many people and stuff and, you know, many possibilities, but it never happened. So anyway, it just ended up uh, being me and him. We kept it as a two-piece, and which he wanted to kind of, you know, be a black metal band anyway, really. And I was kind of more, you know, I was more in a death and thrash, really, as far as my writing style and whatnot. And that's ended up really how the material ended up really turning out was more, you know, a death and thrash, you know, kind of feel. And, you know, I guess black metal-wise would have been, you know, just his vocals and lyrics, you know, which is, you know, following, the, you know, the uh, satanic, you know, death metal or black metal, whatever you want to so call it. So it kind of came in as a combination. Right. Like a, a really good mix of the two. Exactly. I guess they'd call that, what, black and death metal now? Yeah. And, yeah. 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 They have a title for everything. Yeah, yeah, black and death metal with polka dots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that was that was me and him at uh Death Fest. Yep. Yeah. He's a really cool guy. Him oh yeah. And, him yeah, and I. I actually him and he's, I, yeah. He's def- he's definitely the historian. Oh yes he is. He he hit me up years ago to just do drum tracks and then nothing ever happened. So Yeah. I I could have been in the in the picture at that point, possibly. Yeah, it might have been. I forget what when it if was. You knew, if you had an idea of what year then I would say somewhere 2010, 2010, 2012. I was in the picture. Yeah, he, he uh, hit me up and he was like, hey, would you do drum tracks for us? I said, yeah, all right, no problem. And then it just kind of fell by the wayside. So yeah. I was actually, I was looking forward to it. He, he uh, gave me a CD. Of, was it Invert Christ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that, was, that was the first one I did with him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was, was the first one I did. Invert just so Christ. I had a, an idea of what I was getting into. So. Yeah, so you guys could have met then. Yeah, we did. We did two CDs. We did uh, Invert Christ, and then we did um, what was the uh, second one? Uh, Blasphemy, no, Saints of Blasphemy is what the second one was called. And he actually wanted to make that a trilogy like CD. He wanted to make basically one, two, and three of Saints right. of Blasphemy. Right. And, well, I did the first one, and you know it fizzled out. You know after that, but anyway. But yeah, I was doing that for like yeah for like. About five years, you know, from like 2007 to like 2012. Did you guys, did you guys play any of the, um, oh crap, uh, the NYDM bashes in Allentown? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. We, yeah. We were, a, yeah, NYDM band actually. Yes. Yeah. At the, uh, at the Sterling. Yes. And we played with you. Yes. Because we played a whole bunch of those. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Man, me and you did run the same, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I. You and I. Yeah, yeah. Actually, at the time, yeah, me and him both were, uh, you know, part of the NYDM. He still is. I, you know, I am not at this point, but, you I, know, I was no a, hard feelings with anybody. But for, I was a prospect for years, and I just kind of gave up. All right, since yeah. all right, since we opened up this Pandora's box, let's go ahead. And why don't you explain what the NYDM is? Because I don't know if a lot of people know what that is. Uh, 
Well, it's it's just a a, a metal club, you know. That's mm-hmm. um, it's supposed to. Um, it's really made to you know help out any like you know basically unsigned or local bands you know that have no following or no help whatsoever, and just to help you know get them boosted is what the main idea is. Um, if they you know like if a band you know from here wants to play in New York, you know then. You know, they would get in touch with the NYDM in New York, and they would try to you know help them out help you know, them in that area. Yeah. Oh, so cool. now, now, what does that's it stand idea. for? New York, New York Death, De- Death Militia. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I yeah. kind of like thought that, but I'm like, I better not say that because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it stands for. I'm like, yeah, you no, don't see too awesome. many people. I like, I can remember. I think it was obituary. I seen a couple guys with NYDM patches yeah. on their and, and NYDM like was all across the u.s and even into some overseas countries too and they had different chapters everywhere are they yeah, still it's everywhere. It's they, everywhere. they still around yeah, they still yeah, yeah. Around? well you oh, yeah. figure it's all about the music yeah you know so. they, they do a big bash every year and like yeah they, have, a, they have an annual yeah. they have an ev- annual every yeah. year and it, it changes it changes locations oh okay okay because I, I know but, i think the seas played awesome. this year. i think the seas was that chicago i think they played I, I, yeah i think yeah. it was I, I said wisconsin just as midwest you know x here so. You know the Midwest is pretty big, right? Yes, I know. Just Wisconsin. I didn't know if you know it was more Not than just Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> you guys been out to Mid- Wisconsin? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, so we're getting ready to wrap this up. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Creative Vibes Tattoo in West Reading, Pennsylvania. I also mm-hmm. want to thank our other sponsor, Death Threads. Check out the shop button on our Facebook page, and you can see some of the amazing blasphemous designs from the Death Threads. Uh, we will be selling them at the the, the show at Shocktoberfest this Shocktoberfest. year. Shocktoberfest. A few of them. Which so is when? October 5th. Um, I had a couple more bands as we were talking, and now I kind of forgot them all again. But now, uh, whatever this is, is their first show there. Um, but come out and support. Yeah, just come out and support it. It's, it's going to be a good a cause. Throttle Reunion, Anthrophobia, um, Panic from Lancaster. Uh, no, it's Pain. I'm sorry. I always get Pain and Panic mixed up. Uh, Jason, the first Jason, it's the guy that played Jason in the first, uh, Friday the 13th, his band. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, so I don't Friday, Friday the 12th, yeah. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. They, um, uh, Shocktoberfest does this every year. It's just like a metal show just as the beginning of the haunt season. Yeah. The haunt season. And, uh, in, in previous years, Wednesday 13 played it. Um, I can't remember who was on it last year. So yeah, it's always a good time. My brain's a little fried today. Thank God for your memory. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> but if you ask me who toured with, you know, Slayer in 1989, I can go, Oh yeah. Motorhead and overkill. <laughs> so, which is true. So wrapping this up, <laughs> Uh, I want to thank Daryl for coming all the way here. It's like an hour and a half drive to get here. Uh, thanks so much thank for coming you. up. Yeah. We really appreciate no it. Sorry problem. for giving you a horrible beer. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we didn't mean to poison I'm not. you. That was that was Sean. But why are you blaming that on me? <laughs> <laughs> well, Big Nose brought the ashtray. I brought the ashtray. You brought the, the wine. Apple cider vinegar. Uh, that was no fucking wine. That was definitely vinegar. That was. <laughs> but I, I like terrible. It. So rapid what? Cleaning your shoes with it? Oh, yeah, it was good. Yuck. <laughs> Toilet. It was, it was horrible, but good. <laughs> yeah, right. I like the ashtray one, too. <laughs> All right. So, so rap- But Maine was still the best. So playing us off, we're going to have Unu T45. Uh, do you want to announce this song? Uh, this will be Persephilus. Persephilus right. is the name of the song. So. All right. Thanks again, Daryl. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys soon. Later.